Welcome to The Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Transportation is a huge barrier for people living with low income. The Fix It Forward Ministry in Moorhead, Minnesota is working to alleviate that stress. The group has provided more than 500 free car repairs over the last five years and has given away 211 cars in the last three years. Co-founder Jeremy Jensen talks with me today about their mission and how they get people back on the road to success. Jeremy, I think it's really interesting that you have a day job and helping people is kind of your side gig. How did this come about? Sure. It's actually a really neat, long story. Uh, the Matt Carlson is the other co-founder, and we go back all the way to high school. So we have always had kind of a love of cars and messing with cars. And as we kind of went through life, we you know, split ways kind of in high school, after high school and then reconnected after college. We both actually worked at Microsoft. I'm still currently there. And uh, during our time at Microsoft, we got, you know, together and Matt had this idea of, hey, let's, let's take that passion for cars and let's do something to glorify God with it. Let's see what we can do in the community to help other people. So that's kind of how we kicked off, um, we kicked off our ministry. So we started with the YWCA and said, hey, we'd we like fixing cars. Is this something that could be a help to you? And it was a big resounding yes from them. I bet an immediate yes, right? <laughs> yep. And now you've connected with other organizations within the community? Yes, we are currently partnered with over 40 different social service organizations in the community that we take referrals from. Uh, as you know, kind of the, the YWCA highlighted it real well as transportation is the number one problem with getting these people back on their feet. You know, without a car, you can't get a job. You can't get your kids to daycare. You can't get them to school. And if you take the bus and you've got four stops to make, you've chewed up four hours of your day. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a real hindrance. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it, the question becomes, is it even worth it? Right. So right. this is, you're, you are making so such a difference to so many people with these cars. So the idea is that you you do free car repairs and sometimes you give cars away. Explain the explain how Fix It Forward actually works. Absolutely. We started a little over five years ago just fixing cars. Uh, our our goal was to work with places like the YWCA and when they have someone who's truly in need trying to get back on their feet to step in and say hey. You don't have to worry about that car repair. We're going to take care of it for free for you. We're going to make that car reliable and safe so you and your family can get, get to the things you need to. And then after about three years, uh, we, it was about three years ago, we started giving away cars. The community started giving us vehicles, which was kind of a shocker to us. <laughs> we would then in turn fix them up and give them to those without a car. And as of today, we've given away 211. Are you actually a... Uh, um like a legal nonprofit where people who give you a car can get a donation for that? Or, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yep, we're a 501c3, so that's a taxable donation to them. Hmm, excellent. So now do you do you go out and solicit cars? Or, or we, is this still coming we, organically? It is. It's totally organic, and it's shocking. The first, I would say, five or ten cars that we gave away were like, oh, this is really kind of fun. It's pretty novel. We'll give away like 10, 20 of these and that'll be that. And here we are 211 cars later, and they're still coming in faster than we can give them away. Tell me about car number, oh, let's say 200. Do you remember any of the stories that go with these cars? I I do. And actually 200 is really special. 
So the car that we gave away for our 200th car was actually car 76 as well. So we gave that car away a few years back. That individual got back up on their feet and wanted to pay it forward. So they donated the car back to us and we got to give it away a second time. <sighs> so that was super fun. And, and when you talk about kind of the impact of it, um, the person that we gave away car, 114 was there as we gave that 200th car away. And it, to us, it's, it's the number was a way to track kind of our progress. And I asked her, I said, do you remember what car number you were? And before I could finish the question, it was absolutely it was 114. That number is recorded permanently in my mind. It changed my life so drastically. I will never forget that number. Mm. What does that do to you? It's really satisfying. It, it, it's affirming. It's humbling. It's kind of an, an emotional overload. <laughs> I bet. Do you have kids? Do you have a family? I do. I have two wonderful kids and a beautiful wife. Uh, how old are your kids? My son is 11. No, I'm, take that back. He just turned 12. My daughter is 13 and almost 14. So how do you think, because n now you've been working on these cars and working with people for the past five years, those are really formative years in your kids' lives. What sorts of reactions have you seen from them? It's, it's really neat to see them take hold of the idea that, you know, God gave us special abilities to give back, to impact others with. My son has started helping out as we're repairing cars. He's doing brake jobs, changing tires. And my daughter brings in food for the volunteers. And their involvement and support of it has been incredible, as well as my wife's. That's just special, I bet, to now have it be almost a family ministry Along it with is. your friend, yeah. Okay, so uh, when I take my car in for an oil change, they, you know, they can lift it up on things and whatever. Uh, where are you doing this so that you can effectively, you know, fix cars? Is this just you have a bunch of cars sitting in your garage or your yard, or how are you working this? It, it's another amazing story as well. Uh, we did start basically in a private shop on a farm. So, yes, we were working in a single single stall shop basically with a single hoist and the cars we got we parked in the yard and over time in the last uh, two years or so the ministry grew to a point where we had to face some tough problems of how do we how do we continue to grow this how can we help more people we don't want the ministry to have to incur the cost of a building and we were uninsurable as a as a nonprofit doing automotive work so we started fix it forward auto care which is a for-profit profit shop in the community that then in nights and weekends we use for the ministry. So that shop pays for the building utilities. It made us an insurable entity for free, which was amazing. So it provides the place where we work. So anyone in the Fargo, North Dakota, North Dakota or Moorhead, Minnesota area who's listening can come when they need their car serviced and and pay for that service, knowing that they're helping out this whole ministry? Absolutely. Yep. The reason we started the, the auto care side of it was simply to enable our nonprofit and, and to offer help to those in the community with car problems as well. That just makes me want to drive my car to Fargo and have it, <laughs> have it cared for. 
we'd be happy to help you out. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. I love that this just keeps going around in a circle of kindness. You know, everybody can help in their own way. How it, else can people help you? Well, before we leave that, I think yeah. another really interesting fun, you know, when you talk about that circle of kindness is our, our mechanics on the for-profit side come in on the weekends and nights and volunteer their time on the ministry side. So they're working five days a week fixing cars, and then they come in on the weekends and nights and help volunteers learn how to fix cars, and they help fix these cars so we can get them back out in the community. This is, um, you know, kindness doesn't have a, a religion, but I'm curious, because it sounds like you have a faith, I'm curious if the people who are working in the for-profit shop and then volunteering, are they doing it because of their faith or are they doing it because um, of big hearts or wh where is that coming from for them, do you think? I, I think it's a mix. We have people that are clearly doing it for faith reasons. That's at the core of why we started the ministry and why we're, we're doing these things. But we have other people who aren't of faith who come in just because of big hearts and they want to make... They want to make an impact in the community. They want to give back and, and being able to do that in an area that they have a passion or they have skills that they can contribute is empowering. I love that you are also empowering some of the youth in the community, just a whole nother layer to this, this ring of, of kindness and the circle with the high school kids. Can you explain that partnership? Absolutely. We just started with the Fargo uh, high school auto class. And it's a, a really good relationship, of course. If you're trying to learn how to fix cars, you need cars to fix. Mm -hmm. And we have a ton of cars that we need fixed. So we started that relationship, and what we do is we have vehicles that fit the need for the repairs they want to learn how to do. Ed's towing, tows them over for us for free. The high school students fix up the cars, they get them back to us, and then we give them away. So they get to not only help you know, learn hands-on experience as they're going through classes at school, but they also get that ability to give back, right? It's not that they're just fixing a car to fix the car. They're learning, and then they get to see that car given away a month later and see the impact that that makes in the community. Okay, have any of the, these projects with the students, has that, have any of the news organizations come out to cover that in a story? They have not yet. Oh, my gosh. I know. I am making a call to the Fargo Forum and telling them that needs to happen because this is just, I mean, this is this is fantastic. This is the stuff, the everyday hero stuff that we hear about. I'm just really, I just love this. I love the way that it incorporates so many people and, and so much kindness. And I am sure the people who are recipients obviously love it too. But how do you pick who gets your services? We, again, we partner with... 40, 40 plus different social service organizations. And we look to them to kind of, uh, we don't like to duplicate efforts. They already have caseworkers. They're already working with the individuals. They know the situation and the need. And we look to them to find those individuals that are truly in need and send those requests over to us. So they kind of feed us the, the people in the community that can truly benefit from our services. Okay. So people don't reach out to you directly. You save yourself that kind of work. Correct. And that, mm -hmm. that keeps us doing what, you know, our passion is, which is fixing cars. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to do repeat the, the caseworker, you know, 
workload and we can leverage them. We can become this kind of plug-in cog with all these different organizations, enabling them to serve their clients better. And it enables us to do what we're really passionate about doing, which is fixing the cars. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I saw something like this or heard about it on the radio, maybe in Texas somewhere. Is this something that you got as an idea from other places or have you had other places now reach out and say, gosh, we want to duplicate that? I would say a little bit of both. Yeah. God's Garage is probably the one in Texas. Um, mm -hmm. They're doing a very similar thing. There's a place in Minneapolis, I believe it's Lyft Garage. Um, we've seen some things like that and we kind of went out, you know, took a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and then formed it into what we have today. And there are different organizations that are then trying to duplicate what we do or, or change their, their structure to be more like we are a plug-in, a plug-in component to other, other organizations. Right. It seems like it would be something that could be easily duplicated if you had people with the right hearts and feet on the ground in, you know, anywhere in, in the world, really. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we would love to, our next steps would be to try and take this outside of the Fargo-Moorhead community as we grow. Mm -hmm. how, can, how can we as listeners help you? Spreading the word is huge. Um, you know, there's always the, you can donate money, uh, even though we are extremely low overhead and Fix It Forward Auto Care pays for almost all of our expenses. We have to buy parts. We have great community relationships, but at the end of the day, the car needs a starter. We have to buy the starter. Mm -hmm. So cash is, is huge to keeping us moving, uh, donating cars. People can come in and volunteer. And again, just spreading the word. Uh, we haven't, as mentioned earlier, we haven't needed to go pursuing cars. They, they just kind of come to us and that's all word of mouth. The more people hear about what we're doing, the more impact we can make and the more people we can help. You are making an impact. This is so, so awesome. Thank you so much for dedicating so much of your time to this and for making this happen, Jeremy. It's just really special, really motivating. Yeah, we've got a great team. So it's, it's fun, to, fun to be part of it. Good. What do you see next for Fix It Forward Ministry? Our, our hope would be to, to break into Fargo, get a shop there, and then spread into the, the surrounding communities, whether it's, you know, Grand Forks or Minot, Bismarck, and, and just to continue to see it grow. We'd love to have other people to create their own branches, if you will, and just have it catch on fire. If, if we can give away, you know, four cars a week or whatever it is here, if we have 10 other locations or 10 people helping do the same thing, I mean, that just, it continues to ripple out. So. Mm. Yeah. And all of those people can then go get jobs and take care of their kids and get their kids where they need to be. And oh, so important. Okay. One more story, Jeremy, share it with us, please. So one that sticks out in my mind was one of the, one of the first single moms that we helped. She was, she had a green Ford Windstar van that was in a pretty bad shape. And as, as we fixed the car, we kind of thought to ourselves, you know, was this neglect or, or why is it like this? These brakes are really bad. And when we took the van back to her, it, her first response was just overwhelming gratitude. But the, the statement she made that stuck in my mind was, I knew my car needed to be fixed. I knew it needed repair, but I had a choice to make. I could either put food on the table for my kids or fix my van. And to me, that was just kind of one of those pivotal moments in life where it's like, you know, we're going to fix that van for you. We don't want you to have to make those choices. Mm. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great brotherhood and sisterhood, right? Where we can come together and say, let's not make those, let's not have to make those kinds of decisions. 
Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. Have a great day and continue on with your Fix It Forward mission. This is amazing, Jeremy. Thank you. Learn more about the Fix It Forward ministry on Facebook at Fix It Forward Ministry or online at www.fixitforwardministry.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 